Uh, we're just going to finish up today our encounter series, and um, there's just so much you could say about it, and I, I feel like I really want to kind of move on with what the Lord wants to say throughout the year. And uh, this year, we really kind of feel on our hearts that, you know, um, really want to declare that this is a year of family. We really want to just see the Lord do some amazing things uh, in marriages and children in our homes and this, in this area. Come on, in our church and in this community, uh, we just want to see God move in men's hearts and women's hearts. And so we're really kind of putting some things together this year that uh, we can do, you know, some ministries and some resources for everybody and some opportunities to serve and uh, really just see God do a work in family. Amen. How many know that's his heart? Amen. And so we're, we're all here and we're all called, if you're born again, you're, you're part of the family of God. Amen. And uh, it's like my dad used to tell me, he said, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. So look at somebody next to you and said, you're stuck with me, right? All right. So amen. But I want to finish up this uh, series encounter and uh, just was reading scripture a few weeks ago and just popped out and I just really said, Lord, this is a truth that I really want to share about an encounter with God. Amen. But how many believe, and I know, and I'm con really convinced in my heart that God wants to <clears throat> really, he wants to meet you where you are. And if your testimony is like mine, God met you where you were, exactly where you were. Amen. Didn't wait till you get in church, didn't wait till you get right, didn't wait till you get perfect, didn't wait till you had it all together, didn't even wait till you sobered up. God met you where you were because God wants to meet us where we are. God wants to show his mercy to us. Think about it. God wants to answer your prayer. God wants to help us. He wants to reach out and he wants to be your help. Amen. He wants to answer. He wants to rescue. He wants to show his mercy today. Jesus expressed the father's heart when he came and he said that I'm here to seek and save that which was lost. That which was is, 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 is uh, in captivity. That which is oppressed. Those, are, those who are broken hearted. Those who are bound. Amen. Those who are sinners. Jesus said that's who I'm here for. I'm here for the sick. <laughs> Amen. How many believe that amen that's why Jesus came and so we know that God wants to show his mercy he wants amen to to meet us where we are and I believe that God wants us to call out to him when we're in trouble amen, amen. how many have said that's your testimony God met me when I was in trouble I called out to the Lord when I was in trouble. I prayed when I was in trouble. I didn't wait till I got in church. I was in trouble. Amen. I didn't wait till everything was all right in my life. It was a mess. It was like dark. It was the deepest pit I've ever been in my life. And I called out to God and he answered me. Amen. So my message today is that you can encounter God in trouble. Amen. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 18. I love this scripture. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. We're going to pray, but um, just to, to, uh, to, to warn you and to, and, and to let you know, put on your spiritual seatbelt. We're going to do a lot of scriptures today, and uh, I love the word, but it, I have to say it because it confirms, amen, what we're preaching about today so much. But Psalms 18, love this psalm um, from top to bottom, so good. Psalms 18, I'm going to start in verse 3. David said this, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Because I did that, the Lord's going to save me from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and I cried to God 
And he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came up before him, even in his ears. One place David said, in my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. He heard me in my distress. I cried in my distress. He heard me then. It wasn't like he waited until I got out of trouble. He heard me in my trouble. He answered me in my trouble. David said, I cried in my distress, and the Lord heard heard me. In Psalms 86, verse 5, turn with me or click on your device, Psalms 85, verse 6, or verse 5, sorry, verse 5. It says this, it says, for you, Lord, are good, ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon you. Verse 7, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. I'm not waiting till I get to church. I'm not waiting till I get my life right and all perfect and everything aligned and all the stars to align. In the middle of my trouble, I call out to you and you will answer me. Amen? How many believe we can encounter God in trouble? Amen. In your worst time, in your deepest pit, in the most dark area and place of your life, you call out to the Lord and he will answer you. It's about seeking the Lord in trouble, calling on God, crying out to the Lord. Amen. I like this old quote that we would say over and over again. How many know if you look within, you'll be depressed? If you look around, you'll be distressed. But if you look to Jesus, you'll be at rest. Amen. And so you can meet God in trouble. Amen. Father, we just thank you today for your word. I thank your word is alive, amen, and powerful, and it goes right to my heart. And I thank you, Lord, that as we speak your word and get into your word, something begins to happen in our hearts and lives. And I pray that's what would happen today, that as we really just talk about you and your word and really this principle, amen, that, your Lord, you would just do something amazing in our hearts, Lord, that we can leave this place and say, God met me today in a great way, in a fresh way, in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. One of the meanings of distress, a couple of the meanings of distress, it's an interesting word, covers a lot. It means really just three things that I'm going to point out. It means a narrow place. When you're in distress, you're in a narrow place or a tight place. You're surrounded. That's what it means. You're surrounded. You're crowded in. It means to be in a strait. How many have ever heard that saying, I'm in dire straits? Amen, dire straits. So that's what that means. You're in a strait. You're in a narrow place. It means to cramp. Uh, it just it doesn't feel good. It, it, you're just surrounded and it's narrow. Maybe that's why Jesus said narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. Amen. I don't know. But then the other wor- word there is it's a, a, like a pebble. <laughs> it's a, like a rock in your shoe. It's a small irritation. It, it's something that is pointed and it's sharp in your life and it just is like this irritation in your life. It, it's an affliction that you have. It's anguish that you go through and tribulation that you kind of face. And how many know the scripture where Jesus said that in this life you're going to have many tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. Amen? Many tribulations. And then the third meaning is an opponent. It's actually an adversary, someone who comes against you, someone who surrounds you on all sides and it makes you feel that you're outnumbered and there's nothing you can do about it. And actually there's opposition that comes into your heart and your life and in your family. It's, it's an opponent. It's, it's, it's like this enemy. And, and I believe that, uh, like the Bible says, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen? How many believe that? Amen. And so I know that 
many people uh, go through life and uh, they expect God to do all these things for them. And, and then if things don't work out, they blame God, he, that God failed somehow, that he didn't, he didn't do this. But I would say that most of us in this room, most of us in our lives feel that, amen, that we really can't cry out to God because we're in trouble. Well, I need to get to a better place before I can really talk to the man upstairs. Well, I know I'm not living right, but, but just I'll get my life right and then I can, you know, work things out with God. But how many know the Bible says, in my distress, I cried out to you and you heard me. Amen. In my trouble, that's when I called out to the Lord. When I was in trouble, I didn't wait until, amen, everything was great in my life. It was when everything was the worst in my life life, that's when I cried out to the Lord. That's when the Lord heard me. Many of us think that, man, God only listens to those who's close to him, who give the most money, who do this, the good works, who do this and everything. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, even in my trouble, I'll call out to God and he answers me. Amen. Amen. So I believe that. So in my trouble, in my trouble, God hears me. In Psalm 61, verses 1, I love this as well. It makes it so plain. It says in verses 1 and 2, he said, David said, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry out to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. Have you ever been overwhelmed? Come on. You've been overwhelmed by your circumstance, situation. You feel overwhelmed. Some of you from the 80s are singing that tune right now. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, right? Amen. Even hear that little trumpet part there. Amen. But amen. That's so true, isn't it? When my heart is overwhelmed. Lord, that's when I need you to lead me to a place of safety. Get me to a place of foundation. I can't think right. I can't think straight. I need, amen, the Lord to bring me to the place where I can think right, where I've got peace of mind, where I can actually come to the place where I feel at peace in my heart, amen. When my heart is overwhelmed, I cry to the Lord, and he leads me to the rock, amen. In Exodus chapter 2, we see, I'm not going to have you turn there, but it's a picture of the children of Israel were in bondage and enslaved in Egypt. And, I, and this is such a good story about, it really is a representation of salvation and the Christian experience. Um, how the Lord calls us and we're enslaved to sin and how he brings us out of sin in a glorious way, amen, through his mercy and his power. And then there's that walk in life. There's that time that you have in your life, that experience that you're just walking with the Lord. Is that right? And where are we going? We're going to the promised land eventually. Amen. So it's kind of that picture of the Christian life. But look at the, the natural um, experience or that you know, story where it says that the Bible says that the children of Israel bondage for 400 years. And then it says in verse 23, it says that their cry came up before God by reason of their bondage. In verse 24, God heard their groaning. God heard their prayer in the midst of bondage. God heard their cry. He didn't send and deliver. And then when they got delivered out of Egypt, then he heard their cry. He said he heard it while they were in slavery, while they were in bondage, while they were oppressed, while they were being vexed. The Bible says that their prayer came up to God while they were in bondage. And then you see the story of the children of Israel as they walked through the wilderness. And every time they were in trouble, what'd they do? They cried out to God. They cried out to the Lord when they were in captivity and oppression. They cried out to God for cleansing, for deliverance. When they were sick, 
when there was plagues, when there's even death and even unbelief. The Bible says in their trouble, they cried out to God. Amen. And how many know it's so important that we understand that we serve a God that loves to hear from us, that knows already where we are. It's not like God doesn't know what you're doing. <laughs> we act like, well, God, God doesn't know, and so when I get perfect, no. God already knows where you're at. He already knows what you're up to, amen? How many can say amen to that? And maybe that bugs some of us that we know too well that God knows where we're at, amen? But I believe that we need to bring our troubles to the Lord. We need to bring our case to God. We need to bring our needs to the Lord. How many believe that? We need to bring our troubles to the Lord. The Bible says, David said, I called out to the Lord in my distress. Bring your distress to the Lord, your troubles to God. Amen. Because he wants to show his mercy. He wants to answer us. Amen. And so I want to encourage you today to bring your brokenness, your sickness, your depression, your poverty to the Lord. To bring your darkness and your addictions, your attractions and your desires to the Lord. Bring your abuses and your confusion, your fears, your temptations, your anger, your hate, your lust. Bring it to the Lord. Bring your spiritual dryness and drought and your doubts and unbelief to the Lord. Bring your emotional baggage and your physical disabilities, your mental health needs. Bring it to the Lord. Bring your character flaws, your insecurities, your inadequacies, your mistakes, and even your sin. Bring it to the Lord. Cry out to God in your trouble and he will hear you. Amen. Don't wait till you have to come to church and get it all together and wear the right clothes and say the right words. In the midst of trouble, when you're being tempted, that's when you you call out to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I fell seven times this week. Get back up and call the Lord. Say, Lord, I need you in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my temptation. That's when I'm going to call to you. Amen. The Bible makes it clear that that's when God wants to come to us. It's not when he's repelled by us in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of our tests and trials. That's when he wants to walk with us the closest. He knows when you're hurting. He knows when you're broken. He knows when you're suffering. That's when he has compassion on you the most. Amen. So I want you to be encouraged, amen, to call out to the Lord in your trouble. David said in Psalms 40, Lord, you have lifted me out of a horrible pit. You have lifted me out of the miry clay. You have set my feet on a rock. And you know that word horrible pit means a pit of death. Everybody knew that if you fell into a pit, a horrible pit, what David said, that means you're done. It's over. You will never get out of that pit. It wasn't just a pothole like we have in Williams Spot, Pennsylvania. Amen. It's not one of those potholes. Amen. But I'll tell you what it is. It's such a, a, a deep ditch and a pit that you can't get out. The, sl the sides of it are so slippery that you can't grab onto anything to get your way out. And the bottom is all muddy. And he said the miry clay, meaning the bottom of it is usually murky and muddy and like quicksand. You keep sinking into it and sinking into it. How many know the harder you try, the deeper you get? And so David said, that's the way it was in my life. That's a picture of before I met Jesus. But how many know he, he sang a song and he said, the Lord lifted me out of a horrible pit. He's the one that got me out of that problem. He's the one that got me out of it. Because while I was in the pit, I called out to the Lord. Amen. And he heard me and he answered me. Amen. There were no friends to help him out. There was no government programs to give him a lift out. Amen. He said, I called out to God and he heard me in my stress. He saw me in that deep pit. He's the one that knew I was in mud and dirty and vexed. He's the one that saw me in the dirtiest place I've ever been in my life. And he's the one that lifted me out of that pit. Amen. 
See, because the devil wants to keep you in the place of distress so you won't know the mercy and the power of God in your life. If you can stay in trouble, you won't be rescued. If you can stay in that place of distress, you'll never know the mercy and the love and the compassion of the Lord. Amen. That's why he wants to keep you in that circle, of, of, of that vicious circle of, of, of depression and, and sin and temptation. Because if, if you call out to the Lord in that place, you'll know the mercy of God. Because God has his mercy on us when we're in trouble. Anybody? God's mercy is not for those in church all the time. God's mercy is those who are in trouble some of the time. Amen. Come on. When we find ourselves in trouble. And so if you call to the Lord, I believe that if you call to the Lord in distress, you'll thank him in the blessing. Some people, they don't know how to thank God with their blessing. They think it was because of them. They think I'm lucky. I'm a good person. Amen. Everything's going to go my way. I'm the one that's in charge of all the good things in my life. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be that stupid. I know who I know who my help is. I know who my strength is. I know who the one that gives me breath. Amen. I know the one that gives me a second chance. I know the one that gives me favor and blessing. It's not me. It's the Lord. Amen. And so... If I call to the Lord in my distress, the more I do that, the more thankful I am in blessing. The more gratitude I have when God does something for me. I'm not, I'm not going to take the credit for it, but I'm just going to say, unless God was on my side, I would have died. Unless God stuck up for me, unless God gave me a helping hand, there's no way I could survive. Amen. Amen? Maybe that's why some of you come to this church and you see people just getting a little radical in worship, doing some crazy things. Maybe they're a little bit more in love with Jesus than you are. Maybe they had a little bit harder time than you did. Maybe they came up a little different road, amen, than you were. Amen. Maybe they weren't that perfect Christian, or that, that sinner that had everything and you just came to church. No, maybe they really needed the Lord, amen. The Bible says whoever loves much is forgiven much. Amen. How about you? But that's how we worship because the Lord has done so much. We love so much. Amen. But God shows his mercy in trouble. Did you know that? In Psalms 34, verse 4. Turn with me to Psalms 34, verse 4. David said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, (laughs) and delivered me from all my fears. In, In other words, when I was afraid, that's when God heard me. In the middle of my fears, that's when I prayed. That's when God heard me. Amen? So in the, and then he said in verse 6, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. Psalms 86, verse 5, we've already read it. I'm going to read another verse. But he said this in verse 5, For you, Lord, are good. You're ready to forgive. You're plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon you. Verse 15, but you, Lord, are a God full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in mercy and truth. And I love this because he says, Lord, you are slow to anger and you are quick to show mercy. Can I tell you, if you think you know God and you think God's just ready to crack everybody over the head, amen, with a big bat, amen, you don't know God. Because the Bible says the, the person that was a man after God's own heart said that he's slow to anger and he's quick to show mercy. Uh-oh. Amen. He's, some of us, it's not like us, is it? We're, we're usually quick to anger and slow to show mercy. But the Bible says that God is slow to anger 
Come on, slow to anger. Aren't you glad that he's gracious, long-suffering? Amen. Can't you lift your hand to heaven and say, man, I'm so thankful God's been so patient with me, so long-suffering with me, and he's been slow to anger. Amen. But he's so ready. He's so ready to show mercy. He's so quick to show mercy. Lord, I, I messed up today. Will you forgive me? Yes. Oh, well, I didn't even go to all what I did. It doesn't matter. You're forgiven. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, because I'm quick to show mercy. Well, I thought you were going to be upset, and, and I thought you were going to just make me pay, and you're going to not talk to me for years. No, I'm slow to anger, but I'm quick to show mercy. Amen. This is one of the uh, paraphrases of that verse. It says this, God is bust, uh, bursting with compassion. God is busting at the seams with compassion and mercy, and he's always ready to answer and rescue. Amen. In other words, God is a right now help. In the moment you cry out to him, right now help. Right now show mercy. Right now help you and answer you. Amen. Right now help. Amen. Psalms 46, God is a refuge and a strength, a very present help when in trouble. When is God going to help me? When I'm in trouble. Do I have to wait? No, in trouble. Amen. When I get myself in trouble, God is there to help me. When other people cause me to get in trouble, God is there to help me. Amen. How many know some of you have gotten in trouble because of your own self? Some people, dug, like Joseph, they dug a pit and threw you in it. And then other people, you dug the hole and you jumped in it. You made the choice. You got yourself in trouble. Uh-oh. Right? Come on. But how many know God still hears you in your trouble? Even if you made yourself, get, got yourself in trouble. God said, I know you get yourself in trouble because you're just human. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Amen. And he knew that. That's why he's so quick to show mercy and so long-suffering with us. He's bursting with compassion. I love that. How many know if God's bursting with compassion, so should we be? He's a ready help, an always help. He's always there waiting to rescue, waiting to help, waiting to answer, waiting to show mercy. When I get perfect, when I come to church, no, right where you are, right where you are. And David said, therefore, I will not be afraid. Even though the earth will be moved and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, I will not fear because, Lord, you are very present help in time of need. Amen. They, uh, Paul said this, he said, in my weakness, God is made strong. Yeah. Not in my strength, not in the times that I'm doing well and I'm feeling good. He said, in my weakness, God is made strong. Amen. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Romans 8, Paul teaches us that the Holy Spirit has been given to our lives to help us in our infirmities. Yeah. He knows the areas that we're weak. He knows those areas, and the Holy Spirit wants to help us. That's why it's so important to cooperate with the Holy Spirit because he's only trying to help us in the areas we're weak in. And then we say, no, God, I got it. I can do it myself. And then you fall, and then you're all, you know, come on. We need to say, Lord, I embrace, amen, the moving of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to hear the Holy Spirit more. I want to obey the Holy Spirit more because you're helping me in the areas that I'm weak. And so in my weakness, you're made strong, and the joy of the Lord, my strength. So, Lord, this can only work out for my good, amen, as Romans says. In Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews said that, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain what? Mercy. Mercy 
in the time of need and find grace to help in the time of need. You will find God's mercy. God's mercy will meet you when you cry out to him. Wherever you are, whatever condition you're in, I don't care if it's a, if, if you're, you're, you're kind of in the inner uh, prison and if you're locked down in the max security, it doesn't matter. Whether you're in a hospital bed, in the ICU unit, it doesn't matter. If you call out to God, if you cry out to the living God, the Bible says, in your trouble, God will answer. Amen. There's a story, I just want to tell a story about a man in the New Testament and, and, and when Jesus was preaching this one day, um, there was a blind beggar that was on the side of the road, his name was Bartimaeus, and, and as Jesus was passing by, he was preaching, and for some reason, Jesus walked right by him, he just, just walked right by, I mean, it's plain, the guy's begging, and, and all of a sudden, he heard, who, who went by? That's Jesus, that's Jesus? Yeah, he went by, I know that he heals the blind, so the Bible says that he began to cry out really loud, Jesus the son of David, have what? Have mercy on me. Not just heal me, not just I want to see again, have mercy on me. Because he knew that when God shows mercy, he heals you, he saves you, he delivers you, he protects you, he defends you. And when God shows mercy, amen. So it's not what, amen, that I'm looking, I just need my temporary condition. No, I need this eternal condition met, Lord. And so Jesus stopped finally. And actually, the crowd, the Bible says that the crowd, he was getting so obnoxious about it, the crowd said, listen, you just need to settle down. You need to be quiet because Jesus has walked by. Obviously, you're not getting healed today, so it's time to, okay, because you're, you're really ruining it for the rest of us. We're trying to enjoy Jesus. You're ruining it, right? The Bible says, as they said that, he got worse. He got louder. Jesus, oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Don't walk by me. Don't go. I'm in trouble. I'm in distress. I've got this uh, uh, disability. I've got this weakness. I've got this uh, need in my life. Jesus, have mercy. And the Bible says immediately Jesus turned and he said, bring him to me. Amen. And here's the, the best news that that guy got all day was Jesus wants to see you. He heard you. Now he wants you to come to him. Now he's calling you. Amen. He heard your cry. Now he's calling you to himself. Amen. In my distress, I called to the Lord. He heard me and he answered me. Amen. Jesus looked and he said, what do you want? He said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. And he said, go, your faith has made you whole. The Bible says as soon as he left the presence of Jesus, he could see. And then he turned around and he followed Jesus. Amen. Amen. And today you may have a little need or your need might be great. You might be like blind Bartimaeus where it gets so desperate. You get so desperate. You don't understand. I've tried this. I've tried that. I went here. I went there. I, I, I listened to this advice. I followed this. I Googled this. And you don't understand. I can't get this thing right. In my distress, in this narrow way, in this crowding, amen, I need the Lord. Amen. And this, this lesson also teaches us, the story teaches us a lesson that, amen, if you call on the name of the Lord, he hears you. Jesus said, how do we pray? Well, he said, when you come to the Father, come in my name. Amen. How many know we've got a name that's above every name? That at the name of Jesus, demons have to bow. All angels bow. All the earth and, and, and creation worships the name of Jesus. Amen. Right? 
Amen? And you've been marked with that name. You've been born into that name. And now you have that name. And there's nothing better than when you're in trouble to call on the name of Jesus. Amen? I don't want to call on, amen, a hospital. I don't want to call on a medication. I don't want to call on, on, on something from the past or a person in my life. I don't want to call on a human being. I got somebody that's greater than that, that's better than that. Amen? God Almighty in flesh, his name is Jesus. Amen? And when I call out to Jesus, I get his attention. Jesus said, blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, thou son of David. Amen. Amen. He's calling out the deity of Jesus, the royalty of Jesus. He's not just saying the man upstairs. He's saying, amen, the God that came down in human form, the God that stretched out his hand from the very beginning when there was no earth that created the stars, that with one word created the worlds and they came into being, that God, his name is Jesus. And I want to encourage you today to call on the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus, there's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. When I call on the name of Jesus, I'm calling on the only, amen, son of the living God, that the only redeemer, the only, amen, begotten of the Father, the only one who called himself God, amen, the one who resurrected, the one who ascended, and the one who's coming back, amen. The king of heaven, the Lord of creation, I'm calling on the name of Jesus. I love this scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 12. He said, there's no difference between Jew or Greek. The same Lord above all is rich unto them that call upon him are merciful. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't care where you're from, what color you are, what language you speak. Amen. If you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. The Bible says there's no other name. We're under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is in his name. Healing is in his name. Deliverance is in his name. I'm not just calling on a man upstairs. I'm calling on the only name, the name above all names. Jesus is his name. Yes, Lord. Jesus is his name. Amen. Can we stand at our feet today? I, I wasn't, I just thought of this story. This is something actually my parents taught me a long time ago. When I was, I was about four years old, I think, we were on our way to a small town, Potter County, uh, kind of a cold night, winter night. And as we got into Potter County, it started to snow and snow was falling and my cousin Diane was driving. And those of you who know Diane know that she was a really good, good cook, but she was also kind of a NASCAR driver when it came to country roads. And she knew country roads and she was driving, you know, so she's driving her car. My mom's sitting in the passenger side and back then, kids could sit in the middle. How many remember that? No seatbelt, sat in the middle. And if you're real special, you could sit on the armrest, right, when you were little, yeah? So I was sitting in the middle and here we are, we're coming into Potter County and snow's falling and it's getting thicker and thicker and the roads are getting slipper, slippery and, and, and icy. And as we kind of went around this, this gradual corner, like this, it kind of, there's a bend in the road. All of a sudden you could see headlights doing this. And there was this truck in the middle of the road coming right, we were coming right for it. He was spinning like this. And as soon as he kind of came to a stop, we were headed right for him. And we were gonna, we were just, there's nothing we could do. There's, we couldn't stop. 
and we were going to T-bone this guy. And I remember actually as a little kid looking and seeing his face look at us out his window. I remember that's how close. And we, we, and right before, I mean sec, milliseconds before, I felt my mother's arm go right across. How many know that's a homemade seatbelt right there? That's a seatbelt we had. And all of a sudden, Jesus! And we hit that guy. And I remember he had a concussion and the state police were there. And I just remember it could have been a lot worse saying this, I can't believe this, it could have been a lot worse. You got, um, none of them, there was none a scratch. My mom didn't have a scratch, Diane didn't have a scratch. And I didn't have a scratch, amen. Thank God, because I was in that harness, that seat belt, amen. But how many know if you call on the name of the Lord in distress? If you call out to the Lord, amen. And before trouble, when trouble gets there, when you're in trouble, in your addiction, in your problems, in your trouble, right there, God will answer you. God hears you. God wants to show his mercy. God wants to reveal himself on your behalf. Amen? Before we leave today, I think it's appropriate that I give you some challenges about this. And first of all, I want to just read the scripture in Psalms 4. David said this is so awesome. He said, God... You have relieved me or you have enlarged me in my distress. You have given me relief from my distress. You made room for me in a tight place. It's tight, but Lord, you made room for me. In other words, I can grow in this tight place. I can grow in my distress. I can learn something here in my distress. I want to challenge you a few things. First of all, I want to challenge you to pray for somebody who can't pray for themselves. Maybe some of you need to call out to God this week for some people who not, cannot call out to God for themselves. Be a voice for somebody who cannot be a voice, who doesn't have a voice. Come on, for the Lord. or Cry out to God. Keep praying for someone. If you know somebody, Lord, I know they're lost. Lord, I, I, I don't go to the club. I know that's where they are. I know this vicious circle of sin they're in. Lord, I pray that you would just touch them. I'm crying out to you for them on their behalf. I'm calling out to the God who hears and answers prayer on their behalf. And the second thing, I want to challenge those who are kind of a little bit religious and so, well, you know, I deserve to be saved. I, I deserve God's mercy. I mean, if God didn't have me, I mean, heaven would be at loss. I mean, I'm such a great person. And, and also, there's people that God that I don't like, I know God doesn't like. And, and they, they're smelly, they're, they're in sin, and they're just, their lives are a wreck. I mean, ugh, they're a mess. I don't think they deserve mercy. Let me tell you something, I got news for you today. We serve a God that is merciful, and you're only there because God had mercy. You're only there on the skin of your teeth. You're just barely there yourself. So if I was you, I'd turn around and say, amen, who can I show mercy to? Who can I pray for? Who can I be gracious to? Who can I be long-suffering to? Amen? But I want to give you a plan of action as we leave today. So my challenge is a plan of action. So I want to encourage you, if you found yourself in trouble today, or you are in trouble, if you're listening to this, I don't know what kind of trouble. But number one, start where you are. Start where you are. Number two, arrest your thoughts. Take your thoughts into captivity. Win the battle of the mind. Know that the Lord loves you. Know that the Lord, amen, has mercy for you. Know that the Lord is compassionate towards you. Amen. Stop those thoughts of destruction in your mind. Number two, you need to say what you need. How many know you need to say what you need? Check your heart. Make sure that you're sincere in the Lord and you have faith towards God. And then I'm going to encourage you, don't look around. 
Don't blame other people. Don't compare yourself to other people. Oh, well, their life is great. Mine's a wreck. No, don't look around. Look to Jesus. Amen? And then I want to finally just encourage you to walk in God's mercy. Don't take the grace of God in vain. Don't, don't take the grace of God for a ride. Don't strain the grace of God. Don't take advantage of the grace of God. Don't say, oh, well, God loves me. I can do what I want. Amen? Stay humble. Stay in that place. Lord, I need you today. I can't do this. This is above me. This is beyond me. I've struggled with this for years. I don't think I'm going to get out. I don't know how I'm going to get away from this. In your distress, call out to the Lord. Because if you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look without, you'll be distressed. But if you look to Jesus, you'll be at rest. Amen? Amen. I want to, today, if we could all just slip our hand up and say, Brother Matt, I just want you to pray. And so, I know all of us are facing different things. But maybe there's someone today, maybe you're online. Amen. I just want you to just right where you are, just say, Lord, I'm in distress. I'm in trouble. I don't know what it is, but let's just say, Lord, we call upon you today. Come on, let's just call on the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that, Lord, you would just meet the need today. We call out to you in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of all the things that are happening, Lord. We pray for those who can't pray for themselves. We pray for those who are lost and broken and in captivity and oppressed, Lord, who can't get out of that addiction, who can't get away from that attraction, who just are lost and broken, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you are going to... Show yourself to them. Reveal your mercy to them. Lord, I pray you would just let your kindness be like a river in their life, Lord. They just are overwhelmed with your goodness, Lord, until they know that it's the goodness of God. It's the goodness and mercy of God that leads them to repentance. We just pray today that you're going to meet us where we are today because we call out to you. And on this Super Bowl Sunday day, Lord, amen, may we never remember and never forget, Lord, that you want to encounter with us even in our trouble. We just thank you for it and give you all the praise. And everybody said, amen. amen. Can we give the Lord a hand today and thank God for, amen, what he's doing in our lives.